Welcome to Rock Salad Radio. I'm Linda Hutchinson, and I'm joined here by my husband, Merle. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. Good. Did you remember? Remember what? Oh, my gosh. People, I, is your relationship like this? What are you talking about? Remember what? Our anniversary. What? Our anniversary was back in July. 34 years, remember? No, wow. no, no, it's no, no, October. no, 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 no. This is the anniversary week of Rock Solid Radio. Rock Solid. <laughs> like, that should mean something course, to you. Of course, it should I've mean something. I've got that tattooed on my forearm. Yeah. Many of you don't know that four years ago, we started on the radio at a local radio station here mm-hmm. in Southeast Indiana. And we were on every Sunday night from 7 to 8 p.m. And so, four years? It's been four, four years. years. Yes, that was. Wow. Uh, in October, what, 2017, I believe that was. Man, so. man. Well, well, it is our third anniversary this month for Rock Solid Families, where we opened up our office. Right, having so, the office itself. So four years for the radio show, now podcast, three years for our office. So yeah, happy That's anniversary. Right. Well, thank you, thank you. I, that was kind of like, you know, oh. trying to fish fish the fish out of the hole there. Yeah, okay. So, okay, I have a question for you then. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So looking back on the last three or four years... What is it that you have learned um, as we kind of celebrate this mile marker? What have you learned over the past three or four years? <laughs> In particular, this particular <laughs> show, Rock Solid Radio, has taught me a few techie things. Techie you know, things. Neither, neither Linda or I are very techie at mm. all. So the yeah. idea of much more than like turning on a TV, which by the way, turning on a TV in our house is an unbelievable <laughs> task. Four remotes. Four remotes right now, folks. Four <laughs> remotes just to watch a TV show. I know. There's people out there are going to say, I could do all that for you and program Yeah, I know. Like So anyway, we're not very techie. So, But one of the things I have had to learn is quite a bit of techie stuff mm-hmm. and just producing the shows so that's been kind of cool um i don't know like for some reason it was and here's the thing though i'm very coachable to a point (laughs) (laughs) and then like to get into the nitty-gritty of really you know people are like well you know on that show if you just tweaked it a little bit like this i'm like yeah, that would take like two hours. Yeah. yeah. We used to have a producer when we were at the radio show, but yeah. it's all on us now. So Yeah. Well, how about yeah. you? Yeah. Well, I mean, over the last three or four years, I think that as we off- opened up our office and worked with families, and we've done that. We've worked with families over 30 years, but now it's not in the school setting or the church setting. It's it's our own thing. I think we've kind of both learned that, you know, there is no such thing as one-size-fits-all families. Right. Like, there's so many unique situations. Many of you are watching because you, we've given it to you for homework, um, but you know, we know that each of your situations is unique. Each family is, is different. Yeah. And I think as, as I take it out of the techie thing and just talk about the family uh, coaching mm-hmm. that we do in marriage and family, you know, uh, families are complicated. People are complicated. So the idea that you and I think we have a solution mm-hmm. for everyone or every problem that comes in the door the, the dynamics of personalities and how the family dynamic works is every single family and situation that comes in is complicated in its mm-hmm. own way. Yeah. And so just trying to like figure out, okay, what would work best in this situation? It's kind of a real-time learning experience. And so yeah. uh, for that reason, I just feel like, you know, 
we've scratched the surface on yeah. the different things that we're going to be trying and and practicing and what I believe today might change mm-hmm. in some ways in terms of how you work with somebody and help them yeah. just because of, of experiences that you get. Yeah, so what we're asking you today, because this is really us, as we celebrate our anniversary, uh, a bunch of anniversaries, we want to make sure that we are still coachable. We still have a lot to learn, and so do you. And so the question for the show today is, are you still coachable? Maybe there was a day when you were in school and you were on a team and you had a coach, but now you're an adult. Maybe you have your own home and your own family, Mm -hmm. and maybe you think you've arrived. Maybe you think you know it all. And so we're just here to say that doesn't work out so well. And all of us, regardless of how old we are or how long we've been married or what we've been through, we still can be coached if we allow ourselves to be. And we're going to be talking about how to do that today. Yeah, and a lot of different areas of life, too. Mm -hmm. Like You may be a pretty much of an expert in a particular um, technique or method, but there's still so much to learn and mm-hmm. grow in terms of like maybe you as a person. And when you change how you are as a person, it might change how you go about the, the mechanical practices of your yeah. life or whatever. So there's <laughs> always something. And But I have to tell you, hon, I don't know at what age this happens. I think it's different for each person in terms of the type of work you do and your personality. But sometimes it's easy to fall into a mm-hmm. rut of thinking you know it all, yeah. like been there, done that, yeah. you know, I've got the experience, Nobody, nobody's done more of these mm-hmm. than me kind of thing. And there's this level of arrogance that kind of crops up. And obviously it comes with age yeah. a lot of times just because you do feel like you've had a lot of experiences. But that whole idea of being um, coachable through and through to the yeah. end is, is challenging. Yeah. But, before we get there, how about let's be coachable and thankful yeah. to our sponsors. Yeah. yeah, we want to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Maxwell Construction for coming alongside Rock Solid Radio and just really helping us do what we're doing. And so they realize that we all need some help at different stages of our life. And so we are thankful for their support of Rock Solid Radio. Yeah, also uh, we want to go through a couple of different announcements. First off, I do want to thank uh, the folks at Bridgetown Church yeah. of Christ. We had... Uh, as we've been telling you guys, we had marriage retreat <laughs> stuff coming up, and again, it was offered by Bridgetown Church of Christ, but it's open to anyone, as mm-hmm. most of these uh, retreats and seminars are. Uh, that was a man. That was a. It wasn't re- really a retreat. It was just like an evening. Right. It was an evening kind of workshop food. almost. Yeah. It, it was great food. It was great yeah, food. yeah, yeah. And for nothing else, I don't know go about, for the food. I don't know about the presenters, but yeah. <laughs> you know. But we, man, what a great turnout mm-hmm. and just good enthusiasm in there. Yeah. So an opportunity to be coachable, right? Yeah. Like people had to take it upon himself to give a, a couple hours mm-hmm. on a Sunday evening when the recliner might have been calling their name mm. or other duties and jobs. Or the but, game. But uh, yeah, that, that could mm-hmm. be worth missing for these days. Hey, you know, quick, quick, I'm starting know. to jump the bandwagon back onto the wagon. Oh, gosh. So anyway, different story. Speaking of which, there is another opportunity coming up in the beginning of November, the first weekend in November, and it's sponsored by Break Christian Church. But again, it is for anyone, and we are going to be helping to present there. It's going to be at the Mason Hilton Garden Inn, and that is available. So go to breakchristianchurch.org or break cc.org i believe mm-hmm. it is and you can look for more information and even register through the website yeah so hun 
as we get ready to get started, let's mm-hmm. let's just talk um, briefly about some coaches that we've had in our life, hmm. and and not just get too much into their name, but like what they imparted on us. Yeah. Okay, so we're no longer young high school athletes, <laughs> but it is really pretty. Um, pretty impressive to see what coaches we had early on still have left a lasting mark. Yeah. And, and I had, I played volleyball in high school and college. And so, and then I had the opportunity to coach junior high and then high school varsity volleyball. And, you know, it's funny, hon, that you brought that up because I was thinking about this. Our daughter ends up playing volleyball and um, wanted me to coach. They needed a coach years ago. And, and I was like, honey, the game has changed. Like I would have a lot to learn just by being able to coach you because the whole strategy in the game has changed since I played or I coached. And so I learned that I may have been a coach, but I would need to learn and be a student of the word again before I, uh, of of, the the game, game. (laughs) before I could coach it. And she was like, oh, you do it. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. Yeah. But I learned a lot from my coaches. Yeah. And there's a possibility there. But Mm -hmm. who was your coach? What do you mean? Your in, coach. In high school in high and volleyball? School. Oh, yeah. Joe Mazzaro was Joe my Mazzaro. high school coach. Yeah. And Jane Meyer, shout out to them if if they're listening. And, and I am so thankful for them because they actually were more about really my character and development as a woman yeah. and a young woman than it was just a scoreboard um, number on the screen. And that was something that they instilled that. They wanted us to be that woman of integrity and character and leader in and out of the the, the coach you know, um, the court, mm-hmm. I was, I'm having hard words today, yeah. <laughs> Keep drinking caffeine. as well as the You'll classroom, you know? And so that, that was something that really instilled to me, like, I, it's just yeah. not about the score. Yeah. 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 And for me, it was, uh, again, I mentioned him before Brent Rudemiller, uh, was, I was a swimmer and I think Hunwood separates a lot of people can teach techniques and methods. Right. All right. And so let's not get that confused. And there are good coaches that teach techniques and mm-hmm. methods and they, they, they're good because they teach those well. But you know you have a solid coach when you think about them well after the game in terms of how they grew you into adulthood or mm-hmm. to the next phase of your life or what you carried yeah. through. And so, you know, when I think of, of my swim coach, Brent, it was just way more past swimming. And it was about showing up, yeah. right? It was about doing the work. It was about the mm-hmm. integrity of whatever it is that you did. It was about taking chance and risk and, um, and strategy and just all these other things. And, uh, and he continues to, um, I follow him uh, all the time mm-hmm. through Facebook and stuff, and he continues to push people that way. Yeah, for sure. Okay, hon, I got one for you. Yeah, fire who, away. Who said this? Be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are while your reputation is merely what others think you are. You Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said that. It, it could it's have It's got to be. That's it could have been. It could have been. No, uh, John Wooden. Oh, John, John Wooden. Wooden. I do. Oh, I don't know him personally. <laughs> but yeah, we used to call him Woodenisms, right? Woodenisms. Like So that all John Wooden's got all kinds of different quotes and stuff. So John Wooden was... The famous coach, uh, I believe, from UCLA, mm-hmm. it just had an incredible track record of of not just championships, yeah. but championships were the symptom of how he coached the result of. Yeah. And so many, many uh, winning um, yeah. seasons. But I think the cool thing is when you learn about how, as we talked about with uh, Brent and Miss and, mm-hmm. uh, Mazzaro, 
how he impacted his players yeah. well after the sport. And way off the court or in yeah. the pool. Yeah. And, and that's what we're, you know, I've known of John Wooden, but man, I did some research on him and just the, the character and the way he led, you know, he died at the age of 99 back in 2010, but he had 10 national championships coaching the UCLA Bruins. And it's amazing to see how he impacted his players in so many different ways. And so some of the things we're going to talk about today are, are directly from some of his work. And we're going to kind of um, talk a little bit later about his character in his own life. But the fact is, is that, you know, this is a man who took players and molded them and coached them. And those men were developed in more ways than just on the basketball court. So that's one of his quotes. And in, in yep. like you said, a woodism. Woodenism. Wooden, woodenism. <laughs> you know, this is one that he says, mm. and I think this is really interesting because this is something that us as parents try to say to our kids all the time, mm. right? And he just says it better. What? Than, than he, this is one of his that he says, if you don't have time to do it right... When will you have time to do it over? Ooh. In other words, like when we look at our mm. kids and they have to keep repeating exercises mm. of, of homework, mm. you're like, well, I didn't get it right the first time. Well, I get a redo. Mm. I get a redo. And well, why didn't you do it right the first time? Well, I was too busy. <laughs> and, yeah, and but now you got to do it twice. Right, but, but you know, I've joked on here before about mm -hmm. the idea of building two houses and I only have one to show for yeah. it. In other words... Taking the time to learn and do it right was kind of his deal. Let's mm -hmm. get it right so you get it the first time, even if it takes longer or a little bit more concentration. So yeah. that's just a good, you know, seed of advice. Yeah. How about this one? Make each day your masterpiece. And so he really, you always say this too, make it a great day. Instead of saying, have a great day, you, you have the mindset of make it a great day. You have the control over what your day is going to look like. And so John Wooden would say, make it a masterpiece right. don't waste your time and your day i think I that's that. so important huh, when we do that the very first time that phrase was ever used with me was um another coach teacher pank goulet from xavier university and that was be how he ended every one of his lectures wow go out and make it a great hmm. day and you know at first you just kind of heard that and then it just really i don't know it hit me like it's not about having. Having is very passive. Hmm. It's very passive like and reactive. Done to you. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I was lucky to have a good mm. day today versus no no matter what happens, whether you were in a wreck, whether you uh, got a lottery win, whatever it is, mm. make that. You, you do things in terms of how yeah. you go about them, how you approach them. Mm -hmm. And when you start to think about that, the, the scripturally, you talk about be content in all things. Mm -hmm. You know, that, like that is of my mind. That is not of what people do around me. Yeah, I love this one. Success comes from knowing that you did your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. That's such a that's such a Jesus thought too. I mean, and we're going to find out later that that that's where John Wooden got these things. And so to be the best that God has given you, those gifts, those talents, those capabilities, those experiences, he wants I've heard this before that your ministry or your mission in life is where your passions and your experiences I intersect. 
In other words, what you love to do, what you're wired to do, what mm. you enjoy doing, and your experiences. So maybe it's a car wreck. Maybe it's a cancer diagnosis. Maybe it's a loss of a job. Whatever your experiences are and your passions, when they intersect, that's your ministry. Mm. And I feel like, hun, God has been preparing us and coaching us and molding us to do what we're doing right now over the past 30 plus years, working right. in the schools, working in the churches, working with families and different environments so that we have come to this place with this intersection, we right. feel. You know, Hunt, a dangerous part about this, and this is the work of Satan, right? This is how mm. Satan would take this and twist this. Because th that quote that you just read said, the best that you are capable of becoming. Mm. And oftentimes, it, it, that's about of my ability mm. versus... Uh, me comparing myself to everybody else. Mm. If I compare myself to everybody else, it's, it's, it's not mm. like I, I always enjoyed running because it, in running, I could beat my last time versus always having to beat someone mm. else. You know, I, there's nothing wrong with a good competition, right? Mm. But no matter what, there are always going to be people who can beat me in my outright doing of something. <laughs> and so if I constantly, Satan would always want me to compare to those people and eventually feel defeated, like yeah. I can't beat them. And then I, when I feel defeated, I take whatever experiences and gifts I have and I tend to just depress them and mm. bury them. And, and this quote here is the idea of, taking yours Whatever. and making yep. it your best yep. or inflating it. How about the other way around where you've got talents? Because I love this quote by, this is another John Wooden talent is God given. So when we have talents, when we have capabilities, we give it, we give God the glory. Mm, so it man. says be humble. And then it says fame is man given. So be grateful. So if you do get, you know, a trophy or you get, you know, promoted or whatever, like that, you know, be grateful for that. And then it says conceit is self-given. Mm. So be careful. <laughs> and so when we walk around with we're all that because of what we've done or what we've got, wow, God says he is a jealous God and he is not going to compete mm. for second place or to have someone or something else on the throne. So man, whatever God has blessed you with and whatever opportunities you've been given, please stay coachable and acknowledge them for where they came from. And that's from God, our Heavenly Father. Yeah, I, mm. and I like to use this with the words of um, pride and proud. Mm. And you know, there are people who say everyone should have a level, level of pride. And, and I get what you're saying completely, okay? But pride is more based in the idea of what you are. Mm. Proud is based on what you come from, what you're associated to. Yeah. So in other words, I am uh, proud of what I've been able to accomplish, but I'm proud because of who I'm connected to. I'm proud to be connected to Christ. I'm proud to go to the school that I've gone to because of all mm. the people that went before me and mm. who built it. it yeah. The school did not become great because I all of a sudden walked in it, <laughs> yeah. okay? The company, yeah. that, the, in other words, whatever is built, proudness comes from uh, uh, having an understanding and a humility of all that gave you the opportunity to be yeah. and experience what you do, whereas pride is about me. Me. Pride, um, and I just looked this up, Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction, mm -hmm. a haughty spirit before a fall. And so if we don't keep that in check, if we don't keep acknowledging God as the giver of our talents and the opportunities and being grateful for what has happened in our lives, 
and stay coachable and humble, he's going to knock us to our knees, I believe. Yeah. How how about this one? This is a witnessism that, I don't know if I want to do this. Mm. Whatever you do in life, surround yourself with smart people who will argue with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a great day. Thanks, John. That's why we work together, right? Right. (laughs) Well, and this would come from the phrase of iron sharpens iron. Mm. When we say argue, I probably, you know, I get the word that he used there. But in other words, the people who will challenge you, the people who will say, well, how about this? way have you thought of it like this mm-hmm. and and again uh, that person who challenges you also has to be a humble person mm-hmm. right like if it's all about them trying to get their way that's one thing but as, if it's like they're really trying to lean into you to try to get you to see something from a different view that could potentially help you know you want those people in your life and so that's yeah. that idea of not surrounding yourself with yes men, okay? Yeah. But you do want to surround yourself with yeah. people of encouragement and challenge, yeah. you know, people who, who want the best for you. Yeah, and it, that's even coaches. So, for instance, I mean, co- when I was a coach, I went to coaches' clinics, you know. I had coaching mentors, and we are coaches. We are faith-based coaches, which, by the way, sometimes people don't understand the difference of what we do mm-hmm. versus um, licensed therapy. So if you come into Rock Solid Families and are coached by us, we do faith-based coaching. And so basically we work with couples and individuals and families and, and what they're dealing with and trying to help them get to where their goals are and what they what they want to accomplish. And sometimes that means having hard conversations and yeah. saying things you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. And mm-hmm. so we're not here to condemn you. We're not here to judge you. We're here to help. But and we as coaches need to be coached as well. So what are some things that we've done? Because we don't want and, you to think our, that we've arrived right, no. or know it all because we yeah. don't. In fact, it's the reason why we wanted to pick this particular yeah. topic for the show because we're we're coming into four years. We've been doing a lot of what we've been doing for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And so the very first thing that we've kind of looked at is um, – Take time to recognize. So these are some advice points here. Take time to recognize when you might be getting a little stale. You're becoming stagnant. Uh, When you've noticed that you don't quite move the needle like you used to. You know, there was a time maybe when you felt like you were making a lot of progress and and there was an energy behind you. And so sometimes, um, and this even can happen within a shorter period of time of months, like, oh, I'm kind of stale right now. Mm -hmm. I need to do. So taking time to recognize when you maybe are not pushing that needle. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a good thing that you and I have had to look at. And in fact, we have looked at that and we, we get personally coached now. We mm-hmm. we signed up for it. We paid the money for it. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that wasn't easy to sign the dotted <laughs> line on that, was it? No, no. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm I'm ready to hear, you know, what I need to do to get better right. personally, professionally, relationally. And so that's awesome to keep doing that no matter what stage or age you are. We got to continue to stay coachable. Yeah. Another thing we look at, and and this is easy too, as you get older and you get tired, um, avoiding the blames and excuses. Mm. Because when things start to to kind of pile up on you and they're not going as well, it's easy to say, well, you know, due to COVID or Mm. due to money situations or due to whatever restriction, and we can start to basically defer the responsibility onto the blame rather than, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I just need to look in the mirror. And yeah. so catch yourself in those things. If you've been in a job for a while and you start to realize that, like, well, you know, it's my boss or it's management mm-hmm. or it's my schedule, 
those are times mm. where you got to go, mm, okay, or maybe wait it's a me. Mm. It might be me. Or listen, all those things can be real, right? Your mm-hmm. boss, your schedule, they can be real. But it doesn't mean you are unempowered. It no. means that, oh, I might have to dig and go a little different direction. Yeah. Okay? And so coachable doesn't have to mean you're hiring a coach like we've done or like people come to us. But it could be like you are in a small group. You know, both of us, right. we, we have men and women that we surround ourselves with. I'm in a women's group. I've been in the, that group of women for years and and they I have given them permission to speak the truth in love like to call me out and to challenge me and to push back on things that maybe I say that they don't agree with or things they see about me that they need to call out and so I appreciate having those people in my life as well as a church family that we have made ourselves known there we serve there we give there and we worship there together corporately and so we have surrounded ourselves with people who help us stay coachable and who speak into our lives and our children's lives. And we need that till the day we're in the grave. (laughs) That's when actually they were just teaching about that this Mm -hmm. week about staying teachable. He called it teachable, Mm -hmm. you know, and here we are, we want to be coachable. So um, when we talk about being coachable or talking to people around us, be careful about who you talk to. So when we sought out a coach, um, we just didn't want to go talk to anybody. We wanted to talk to somebody who was maybe not quite like us, but in a similar field. Okay. In other words, in the coaching field and somebody faith based for us. And, um, and somebody who, you know, here's the problem when you talk to somebody who's just in a similar field, if they're experiencing the same stuff, they could actually add to your problems, <laughs> right? Because they're like, yeah, I know your headaches. I feel yeah. the same thing. I'm Feed in the, the same thing. And the next thing you know, you two are going back and forth at building the negative. Mm. And so, you know, we wanted a coach who at times, I mean, he's all jacked up and just like, <laughs> but, but, but he works hard to make us see the positive of what we do. All right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. You know, you don't need to go talk to somebody in the same field that's struggling with you. Mm. Okay. That's, that's commiserating. (laughs) Right. And instead we want to do something that builds. Yeah. You know, when we used to have a young adult life group here in our home, I remember um, challenging them who is your Paul and who is your Timothy? And the point was, is we should always have someone above us. And when I say above us is one step ahead of us and and going to pour into our lives, a mentor, Mm -hmm. a coach, someone that is speaking into our lives. Okay. And we also need to have someone that we're pouring into. We need to have a Timothy. See, Paul and Timothy was this kind of this mentorship coaching relationship. Mm -hmm. Paul was a little older and a little wiser. And then Timothy was kind of his young mentee. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we need to have both of those kind of people in our lives. We need someone that's coaching us and mentoring us. And then we need someone, even if you're 15 years old and you're watching this, you need to have someone that is your mentee that you are mentoring and coaching and pouring into. So we always should have those. And I want you to really challenge you right now. Who are those people for you? Who are those people that are your coaches and coach, and then who are you coaching? You know, hon, I like the part of coaching. One of the things that I find with coaching is because we both take it very seriously, we can um, behind the scenes sometimes get frustrated or whatever, but we believe in coaching so much. We believe in parenting mm. so much that when when it is time to do that, like I, I want to really do nothing but speak well mm. into them. And that doesn't mean not challenging. It means right. like 
no, like this is serious. This guy, he came to me and I really want to, to be the person who helps them move mm-hmm. their needle in the positive direction. So um, if you are stepping into a mentor role, man, understand that what you say mm. really it, it, they, it, it likely is going to impact. And how's it going to impact? Is it in the positive or the negative? So take that seriously if you are finding yourself in the Paul role yeah. versus the Timothy. You know, I was thinking about this just recently, huh? because um, I was in children's ministry for, you know, decades and, and having students now who are adults and they are now in leadership in ministry and, and teaching and leading, whether it be in a school or a church setting, and they are pouring into young kiddos that those are kiddos that I poured into. And so it is so rewarding when you see that ripple effect and you and I, we've coached volleyball and track and wrestling and swimming. And, and so all of these different sports that we poured mm-hmm. into young students to see them now being adults and parents and yeah. it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, how old we are. <laughs> when you said decades, I've been doing this for decades. I'm like, man. Three decades yeah. more. Yeah. You know, and another thing, hon, that I think helps keep us fresh, and this can I know this can annoy you. Uh-oh. Experiment with new things. <laughs> yes, right? it does. Experiment with new things. I don't like, I'm a creature of habit, so change is hard and, for me. And, you know, I find that too as you get older because it's all about being time um, conscious and stuff. You, know, you, you, you want to be right in there. But the idea of... Um, sometimes doing it differently Mm -hmm. and yeah and it could blow up on you it could not produce quite the same result but there's always a different way to learn from it Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes something as simple as um, you know driving to your job place on a different road (laughs) um, just doing stuff a little bit different so that you can get a different point of view I was we're making a little mountain bike trail out on our property and it's not very long. It's about a mile long. And we were just kind of joking about, well, it's going to get so boring. And I said to our son, I'm like, well, you think we only have one trail, hmm. but you have at least two trails. Because if you take this same trail backwards, yeah. go the it's other way, it's a completely different experience, yeah. even though it's the same trail because of how you see things and approach yeah. things. And so trying to experiment, trying different things, new things is just always a way to kind of refine yourself. Yeah. So as we wrap up, we kind of want to bring this back into our relationship with the Lord, because this isn't just about success or, you know, being famous or something like that. It is all about committing our ways to the Lord. And I love this verse out of Psalm 37, four and six. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. So if we take all our dreams and goals goals and our desires of where we want to go and what we want to do in our life. And we stay coachable. We stay humble. And we allow the Lord to lead. It is so amazing. And we have done that in our second half of our life. Our first half, not so much. But the Mm -hmm. second half of our life, we've really committed that to the Lord. And I'm telling you, I I can't imagine life any other way. Hannah, I want to, yeah, I want to to just dissect a little bit about what the first part of that verse says. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so a lot of us, especially this would have been me even 10 years ago. So you mean he'll give me whatever I want, <laughs> right? That That's like, yeah. so as long as, you know, I take delight in the Lord, he's going to give me that that Corvette I've been talking about, right? <laughs> and, and the idea here really is when we delight in the Lord, 
he will place the desires. Mm. He will give us the desires that we need to have. Okay. And all of a sudden, the Corvette's no longer important. I, like, I lost that desire. That, that's no longer <laughs> important to me. Okay. And again, that's that whole idea of him mm-hmm. giving you the desires of your heart yeah. versus you having a desire and you're waiting for him to just give you what you want. And this is us being in step with him. And I think mm-hmm. hun, that's part of our work that even when we're trying to be coached, we, we step back from some of our practices that we're supposed to do and go, how does this keep us connected with God's word? And that's why we wanted to find a faith-based coach. Yeah. Like everything that we do, we're constantly trying to see, you know, is this going to be something that lifts up God or is this going to be trying yeah. to lift us up? Kind of circling back around and finishing up with John Wooden, you know, he never pushed his faith on people. He never like broadcasted it widely, but people had no idea that deep rooted in the, what he was saying and teaching and coaching with his players was his faith. It was the rock solid foundation of Jesus Christ. And and I loved one of the um, writers that wrote about him. It says, Coach Wooden loved people. He hoped and he prayed that all with him, he had some relationship, If even if he met him briefly, it, or maybe they admired his accomplishments and the way he lived his life, would come to the same conclusion that inspired him to live such a long, healthy, and prosperous life. And that inspiration was Jesus Christ, his Lord and Savior. That was the cry of his heart. And in his later years together, he would pray that that would be on their heart too. And so I just love that. Like, that's how he lived. That's how he demonstrated to others and his players that really Jesus was was leading his way. Right. And he stayed coachable under Jesus. So as we get ready to close all this out, the bottom line is you need to ask yourself, are you coachable? Mm-hmm. Are you still coachable? All right. And to humbly answer that and to answer it in a way that if you are still coachable, then who is your coach? And yeah. ultimately, as, as you just said, hon, that... Christ is our ultimate coach. How I walk through life is not based off of just what I believe, right? That would be my desires, Mm -hmm. but instead of that, replacing it with the desires of God. Yeah, because even the greatest coach that ever lived had still a coach. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so so he stayed coachable. So... Join us as we jump into the fourth year of Rock Solid Radio and continue to do us a favor and like our shows and give us five-star reviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, Help us to promote our messaging, to get it out there, to challenge people, but to encourage people. We need you guys. We are, you know, we can talk about a lot of different crises going on uh, in this world, but one crisis we know that we will never be able to stand up against is the fall of the family. Mm. It will be the total destruction of civilization as we know it. And, and we are, along with you, need to join together and start to realize that family is a gift from God that needs to be protected. So help us by spreading our word. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to Rock Solid Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day. Did you really want a Corvette? Well, that was just a good example. <laughs> I, 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 I really it, just want a new bike. I thought it was a Jeep. Well... If we Mm. could throw that in there, that'd be fun too. (laughs) 
Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high-quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high-quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Maxwell Construction, who has been our sponsor since the very beginning. For over 30 years, Maxwell has delivered the highest quality projects by holding to their core values of customer satisfaction, positive attitude, respect, and excellence. So if you have any kind of commercial construction need, give Maxwell Construction a call today at 812-537-2200. 